Day Talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talk. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. And welcome to this very special episode of the Tanae Talks podcast. Remember, Tanae Talks and you listen. Today, I have a very, 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 very special guest, a mom, a rattler, a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. You know, we let them live every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Please welcome none other than the Dr. LaToya Owens. Hello, thank you. What a gracious introduction from an AK. (laughs) Well, we do our best. We strive (laughs) and we do. So so I'm so excited to have Dr. LaToya Owens um, throughout the show. I'm going to refer to her as just Dr. Toya on the show because she wrote an article on blackmomsblog.com that went absolutely viral, went absolutely insane. Everybody up and down my timeline was reposting and having conversations about this article that she had wrote entitled, I don't want a husband because I don't want to be a wife. And baby, the title alone would just, just suck you right on in. And in true uh, Negro fashion, you know, some dudes were <laughs> up in arms um, because I like to refer to them as a headline hoe. That is a Tanae Talks coin term. A headline hoe is a person that only reads the title of an article without reading the article or book in its entirety to get full and complete understanding. So you had dudes going crazy to you talking about what she means. She don't want no husband. And that's what's wrong with you chicks now. You already know how they do. So (laughs) before we get into that, Toya, please tell my listeners, I told them a little bit about you. um, And we have a special connection because of my man. He is a rattler. He went to fam as well. So you and I have a little special connection. He's all about fam, fam you through and through. So tell my listeners a little bit about your background and um, how you got into blogging or if that's your thing or if that was just a one time thing. Yeah, sure. So again, as you said, my name's uh, Latoya Owens. I am a mother of two. I have a son, Taz, that is uh, three, going on four years old, and a daughter who, to me, still seems like a newborn, but she's one now. Um, And my husband and I have been married almost five years now. Uh, We actually met at FAMU our freshman year and uh, began to date much later after college and uh, got married and moved to Atlanta, uh, I would say six years ago now. I work in research. Um, I have degrees in educational policy research and uh, public relations journalism, actually, with my undergraduate degree at FAMU. Come on. But um, uh, writing has always been a passion for me. Um, I love creative writing. My favorite pastime is really reading um, fiction, novels, Caribbean and African fiction, mainly. Um and so it's therapeutic for me. It's a great outlet. And it's something that I've um, loved to do my entire life. So along with my work that is keeping me extremely busy, I do a significant amount of travel for work. Um, I'm a director of research for UNCF. So working with many HBCUs, mainly private HBCUs, like the, your Spelman, your Morehouse, Clark Atlanta, et cetera, here in Atlanta and all over across the United States and then some public ones as well. Um, I like to make sure I'm able to write and read as much as possible to, you know, stay grounded in what I like to do. And um, for this particular article, I've always been a very vocal person. Mm -hmm. And I've uh, just in exchange and, and, you know, communicating with other mothers, wives and and women in general. um, I found there were a lot of experiences that were consistent with my own and what I my thoughts. But not everyone is vocal and there's a lot of fear around um really just telling the truth you know giving your thoughts about experience and um reflecting truthfully on your own experience so I thought it would be 
good to write this, but also actually publish it for not for myself, but for other people as well who have, again, had consistent experiences. First of all, let's give you a round of applause. Thank you. For just being black girl magic personified. (laughs) (laughs) Like she just ran down. She's like, oh, yes, uh, just uh, for the youth. I do policy research. And then you just (laughs) name like the top HBCUs out there. So you're doing it and you're doing it beautifully. I don't know. Like listeners, go take a look at my artwork for this show. It is a photo that I got from her. (laughs) It's her photo. But her skin is glowing. She's beautiful. (laughs) She's a wife. She's a mother she's intelligent and she you're everything so I just love that and I really wanted to go into this topic because after further reading the article it just made so much more sense you know not just looking at it on you know the surface of saying I don't want a husband but there's meaning behind that and we're going to get into that about roles and stuff Uh, but before I get into that I got to give a shout out to my season sponsor BBE BBE E is a lifestyle brand that specializes in public relations, artist management, artist development, project promotion, event planning, and media placement, connecting you to the right people in the right way. We are a brand that is building BBE. It's a lifestyle. Also, in the studio with me today, I have the Charlize Orr, who is also a sponsor of today's show. What a blessing to have a sponsor of your show in the studio with you today. So say hey. Hello. And also today's show is brought to you by a hardworking black man, Amos Williams. Thank you for sponsoring Tanae Talks and keeping us on the air. (laughs) So let's get into it. So this is a post that I got from a Facebook user, Toya, and it says, uh, being a wife and mother isn't easy. You got to cook, clean, not kill your offspring, drop it like it's hot on request, coupon, budget funds, feed the baby, go to the doctor's appointment, wash your ass, deep condition your hair, drink water, (laughs) eat your fruits and vegetables, survive off 30 seconds of sleep, keep your baseboards clean, wash and fold clothes, wash dishes. Keep your skin clear of, <laughs> of uh, yeah. keep your skin clear. Stay off crack. Highlight and contour. <laughs> sew your own clothes. Run a home based business. Clothe your kids. Praise, yeah, she said, yeah, but Jesus. Exercise, have legit eyebrows, teach your children, look good, and read books. Woo, child, this is so ghetto. (laughs) Yeah, would not recommend. Low low rating, would not recommend. Look, abort mission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, she okay she said a mouthful okay she has said what we all understand to be true when you step in this realm called motherhood and then you enter the vortex which is marriage right and then you put them together and it's something else right so Mm You talked a little bit earlier about what inspired you to write the blog about, you know, just talking with other mothers and being vocal. But also um, your blog sparked much needed conversation around partnership versus gender roles. And I think that's what this uh, this Facebook post it basically says, you know, it says being a well, she started off with being a, a wife and mother embodies these things and. I don't think that we've ever seen a post where it says to be a husband and father entails dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like it does here. So expound a little bit more about why you wrote the blog and those conversations that you had and also why it is important for us to understand the partnership versus the gender roles. Right, right. Well, much like uh, the quote that you pulled the expectation of motherhood, and this is specifically millennial motherhood, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of those things are new things, right? You got to make sure they in Spanish class by 18 months old. You got to <laughs> okay. make sure they start sports when they're eight months. It's all about your kids extremely involved, being extremely active. And I think the things that you need to do to feel like a good mom mm-hmm. are just becoming so extreme. And I think that, for me, it would be 
more okay if it was an expectation of parenthood. Yeah. But it's not an expectation of parenthood. It's mm-hmm. an expectation of motherhood. And, you know, there were a lot of um, different, you know, kind of categories, I would like to call them, of reactions to the article. Mm-hmm. But one was in the, I would say, realm of just maybe denial for men. Yes. A lot of men who, you know, does this really happen? And I'm like, if you, if I could pull out all of just the little quotes, uh, again, for men and women, yes. because patriarchy is something that both men and women participate in. Yes. Both men and women reinforce gender roles. So a lot of actually the things that I said in the article that were said to me are said from women. Women ask, do you have dinner ready for him when mm-hmm. he gets home? <laughs> women ask, did you get him a plate? Women ask, you know, oh when, it, um, when your home is dirty, that woman keeps her home dirty, even yeah. though there could be six, six people living there. Right. It's Toya keeps her dirty home or Charlene keeps her, you know, whoever. And so it rolls over to just so many different parts of life. It's also, if you believe in these gender roles and, you know, how they're done in the home that ports over to work and expectations, you know, different expectations mm-hmm. of, and of men and women and work, et cetera. But ultimately equity is important in relationships. Yes. Anytime one person feels like the other is not holding up their end or not expected to hold up their end of the bargain, it breeds resentment. Yeah. And so there was a, you know, big oh, kind of, um, what I like to call the Aisha Curry effect of me saying <laughs> that I, because it's, it's this resentment that women actually have feelings and have the nerve to share them when they have, okay, you know, good lives or right. perceived good lives. So let's put because it, I want to put I a, said, oh, okay. yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I wanted to put a pin right there because you just said some really, really good things. You just talked about being the difference in being a millennial parent. Uh, It's so Mm -hmm. different uh, or a millennial wife. Uh, We have Charlize in the studio and you were married in the 90s. Yes. And so uh, Toya has been married in the in the two in the 99 in the 2000s in the late (laughs) in the late 2000s. Right. And the the latter part of this decade. So can you share with us what expectations were placed upon you in the 90s as opposed to what you just heard her say and what we just read out? Um, I think. Some of her expectations were similar to ours. It's just we didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. We just did it. Um, Being a mother, being a wife, it was the same thing at the time. They say you're not supposed to have children unless you're married. That's Mm -hmm. biblical. Um, So for me, the expectation was to please my husband first, seek myself second, and care for the family. Those were the three things that were most important. Cooking, cleaning, that came with the territory. Mm-hmm. Whether you learned it as a child or assumed the position later, that's what it was. And you were supposed to make it look effortless and easy and oh, welcoming wow. and warm. And sometimes it was a challenge and you didn't have anybody really to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Toya said she had gotten a lot of information from older women or other women. Yes, we talked, but secretly um, we didn't complain too much because it's just what we did. We assumed the position. Wow. Assuming the position. And you said that, Mm -hmm. you know, the patriarchy, we as women push it forward. And that's you're exactly right, because like you said, in the reviews of just me going on different people's posts and seeing their friend groups and their bubbles here of people saying stuff like, well, that's what a woman is supposed to do. And this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm not married yet, but I'm in a relationship where we are in the thing that you get, that you eventually get to Dr. Toy, your article, which is partnership because I myself in trying to, so you, you are an ex-wife Toya, you are a current wife. And then I'm in the process of trying to become a wife. Right. So mm-hmm. I was playing, <laughs> okay. Trying to get, oh, you hear this Terrence. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to be somebody. So I, <laughs> so I also was pushing, pushing this, uh, patriarchal thing of what I thought I am supposed to do and what society and TV tells me I'm supposed to do. So I remember one time we were at an event and I was like, you want me to fix your plate? And he was like, nah, like I know how to fix my plate. (laughs) And you know, he put patriarchy upside on the head. Like you don't, you don't have to do that. I'm, I'm straight on that. I don't think less of you. And you know, I was thinking like his family members was looking at me like, she's not fixing his plate. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe they were. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. Maybe they were. Perhaps. (laughs) So, and, and so, you know, like you said, it's, it's that 
pressure and like uh, Charlize was saying, you know, they didn't talk about it, but you are talking about it. So uh, go, go on, go on. I just wanted to stop there. And that was very important that you mentioned that that women perpetuate as much as we say that we're in a feminist movement. I think it, it's just it's just like racism it's, it's, it's as common as a- apple pie how we yeah. <laughs> how we push it too because it's been in the fabric of our lives and, and right. media reinforces it but go ahead girl right and, and I reinforced <laughs> it to myself right <laughs> right so mm-hmm. I'll talk about that too but there are older women that I've heard from that have been on some level unsatisfied with their life from what they're telling me for 20 30 40 plus years Oof, yet sure. very few of them share stories of asking for or I would say demanding more mm-hmm. because they were told this is the life that they were supposed to have. Wow. Most learned that they should just be happy to have a man in mm. quotations, a man. Right. And mm. I think that's where a lot of, and I don't think it's good for the relationship overall because I think that's where also the narrative of a nagging and unhappy wife came yeah. from mm-hmm. people who were dissatisfied, but not empowered to change the situation. Mm-hmm. And Raising kids who replicated those same inequities. So oh. husbands are complaining about these wives that are always tired, moody, etc. Meanwhile, the wives aren't necessarily being truthful about the effects of pure exhaustion. <laughs> okay. So overall, I think it breeds an unhealthy relationship with two people who end up not happy. Yeah, Dr. Toya, that is okay. So you, oh. Did she just say a word? A whole word. Uh, you just said it. So the women who end up back then, we're talking about the past, who actually may have was like, okay, let me complain about this. I see an issue. I'm going to complain. But what what is different from them and that makes us different from them is we'll we'll leave as opposed to they was they would stay. So it was like I spoke up. Now I got the nagging wife, the the old hag, right? The old hags on my back again, right? While he's at the lodge or at or at work or whatever. And it's like she she complained, but she didn't make a drastic change. And that's what we'll do in this day and age. The just the drastic change, and not all of us, but many of us will be like, all right, right. I'm gonna head out. We're like the the SpongeBob meme. All right. I'm head out or I'm going to get this side dude or whatever the case. And, and they're doing it too. And that's what breeds the infidelity, right? You'll get into that piece. She's unhappy. Uh, he, he feels nagged. They're both unhappy and it just breeds toxicity all around. Yeah. It filters out into the children. And, and, and that's a, we're just com- creating a community of chaos because communication yeah. is lacking. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, it's not, it's definitely not just past women or older women. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, it can be an internal struggle too, because you question whether you're supposed to be happy or whether you are, you know, why you're dissatisfied with a situation, whether you're lazy or something, you know, mm-hmm. does, is everyone this tired and still just, you know, moving on and smiling? It, it seems impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get to the point, I think, well, I got to the point where I didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. I'm like, well, no matter how anybody else feels, this is how I feel. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, in your, in the blog, you mentioned feeling jealous of your husband for the praise he received for doing minor things. And, um, and it's interesting cause it's like, you mentioned that they were like, oh, your, oh, your husband's here at night or look at him going to go change the diaper. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so, <idiotic. laughs> like, ain't this his baby? He helped me create this baby. Um, so I, I questioned, did you experience postpartum depression? And if you did, do you believe that play? in a role and how you felt um your role versus his role since your body was going through like chemical changes did that all play a role and how did you feel about him just getting this praise and and I know you were just like I've been up all night I was up all night breastfeeding really (laughs) he went and grabbed a bottle so can you expound a little bit on that yeah so I to answer your question no did not experience postpartum depression with either one of my children I actually had um incredibly good birthing experiences and I think that allowed me to and then um was home with both of my kids for a significant amount of time 
um, which I think for me facilitated um, an easier recovery, better relationship. Some of the things that, you know, people have a hard time with in um, that are suffering from postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that, I, I think that jealousy is an accurate word, but also I just thought it was stupid. I, I was, I was in Period. shock. Yeah, I was in shock at, at the response. I was in shock at the response. Um, is a good way to explain it, and that's um, saying that I felt jealous was probably the word that hit most men who read the article mm -hmm. most hard. And that's why I said the Aisha Curry effect, because one, it, so you're saying you had a husband, mm -hmm. he claimed both of the kids, he married you, <laughs> and you have the nerve to complain about anything. The unmitigated you know, she, she Right. She married this guy. He's rich. He's giving her whatever. She's married to a ball player. How could she say that she felt a normal human emotion? I'm like, yes, jealousy right. is a normal human emotion that women yes. are allowed to feel. Yes. And there are many articles where women are saying that they're jealous of their husband, but they don't give the expectations and say something should change. So people are like, oh, that's OK. As long as she keeps it to herself, as long as she doesn't demand anything else. Right. And I'm like, no. And what's so crazy Jealousy is fair. What's so crazy about that whole thing is that men will get jealous of the new baby for the mama spending the much needed bonding time with the child. But then if she flips around, like you said, Aisha, and even yourself and other women out here in the world who's like, I'm jealous of this thing or, or what's happening, this dynamic that's taking place or not feeling wanted. But as but as soon as like the baby then breastfed for too long, it's like, really? You spending time with the baby, like what? Yeah. That's crazy. Like you said, yeah. but it's a normal human emotion, right? It's okay for you yeah. to get jealous, but then if I express jealousy because of the materialistic things that are uh, have been afforded to me, or this this grand life, or like you said, the fact that he claimed both your babies, <laughs> 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 you got the ultimate prize, and that goes into the expectation of the men. It's okay for uh -huh. men to deny their kids, so when they do claim their offspring, it's like, look, he a good man. That's a good oh yeah, all, all, right. all you have to see is a man walking down the street with a kid and they're like, wow, because the expectation is that you, you don't have any role in caring for children. Mm. And what I wanted to be clear about is the level of freedom that men experience after having children, Preach. I think is what women are most jealous of. Mm -hmm. If I have a three, four, five day old baby and someone sees me out, not even like at the club. It could be the mall. It could be a store where you get baby church. items. They would say, well, where's the baby? <laughs> but anyone who saw it, my husband could be at Magic City. And they would be like, oh, I'm glad you got out. I'm glad you've been getting out even, even though you had that baby. This is a real thing. It's so true. <laughs> Toya, shut like, up. This is unbelievable. I'm about to throw this microphone at you because <laughs> I actually had women tell me, like, encourage me to let my husband be more free. One, when I had a one or two week old baby saying, well, men need to get away. I said, From well, hell, I'm a man. I'm a man then because I also need to get away. Terry, I hear That's you That's what there. I'm jealous of. That's exactly, Terry, I, I mean, I, I hear you over there laughing. What is so funny? I'm thinking, <laughs> get away. You've already been away. We need you to come back and uh, look, assume the position of parenthood. I right. need you to be, play mama, do role reverse, be yeah. me for one day, see if you can get praised and all that stuff that you need to feel like a man to elevate you i i need a break too i need a mental break i need yes. a physical break i don't need a pat on my back i just need i need time away they say mental healing physical healing spiritual yeah. i need all that and when we praise these men um like you say for walking down the street with their child it's like that's a Oh, wow, that's something awesome. Back in the day, as long as a man provided for his wife and family, mm -hmm. he was a good man. Now it's viewed as if he's taking them to the park or dropping them off at a game. or <laughs> yeah. He's a good father. No, the roles are not clearly identified yeah. at all. And we deal with these stresses every day. I'm like, time? <sighs> it's so interesting because you... 
both of you just said something. I was just watching uh, the last OG with Tiffany Haddish and Tracy Morgan. Do you, anybody watch that show? Did one of you watch that show? I, I saw the first season. Okay, so in the in the second season opener, uh, Trey, the character Trey, was wanting to. He had been incarcerated, and so he wanted to get more involved in his children's life. That's kind of been the trope of the show. But on this particular episode, he was having nostalgia about missing out on like their developmental moments, like their first walk and all this stuff. So as he's narrating the show, he said, but before he said, before I went to jail, it was easy to be a father. All you had to do was, he said this on the show. All you had to do uh, was say that that was your baby. Um, teach your son how to tie a tie for court and uh, oh give him con- and give him condoms or whatever. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, now being a daddy takes so much more. You got to take the kids to the park. You got to be present. You got to like he and he was saying this as if he was offended that he had to to do all of these things and it was like wow wow and it was just so perfect for this show because y'all mentioned it like the role of dad right dad has evolved so at first it was like he mm-hmm. just paid the bills and you had to have as Chris Rock would say have him the big piece of chicken ready on the table right? Right, right. <laughs> and that's right. all he had to do now it's evolved so now he got to have that photo op he he went to their game and sometimes y'all don't even know what it takes for the woman to get the man, especially if you're not married, to even come to the game. I remember I was trying to, and he always said, don't talk about me on your show. Well, sir, you're part of the history. Um, and it was like a pulling teeth, like, okay, come to his soccer practice. What I got to come to that for? Because it's going to make him happy if you just show up to his soccer practice. But then he gets the photo op, and then I post it. Mm. Right? He gets the photo op. That mm-hmm. I didn't spend the money to put in soccer, but you get the photo op, and they like, look at him involved in his son's life. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> I had to write a soliloquy, cuss you out fifteen times, just to get you here. You you see what I mean? It's like it's not fair. So that's where the jealousy is bred because, like you said, you walk down the street, you showed up, you had the photo op right on social media, and then you're getting praise, and it's like. Really? Really? I just want to go cry. (laughs) Yeah. And so ultimately the implication is that babies are women's responsibilities. Ooh. Solely. Yeah. Wow. The the babies, as my mother used to say, and this is an old saying, and Terry, you might have heard it. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Did you hear that growing up, Dr. Toya? Yeah, but I thought that was a DNA thing. All of it. <laughs> it's I, DNA. I think it works both for yeah. both things now that you say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's that too. It's the DNA thing and the maybe part. I remember when I had my baby and my mama was like, that's out. That's going to be our baby. No matter what happens, mama's baby, daddy's baby. And, and talking about responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I think that mm. it, that encompasses it all. Um you said you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. You said when people congratulated you on receiving help from your husband, um, what were your immediate thoughts? I remember you said that that's stupid. What else were some of the thoughts that you had? I mean, my immediate thought was WTF and this is BS. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I, I was thinking the full word, the full, you know, quotation, but um, you can cut on my show. Just, Oh, okay. Well, no. I, I was really thinking I, I, uh, pregnancy led me to be quite the cursor. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to dial it back, but uh, I, I perfected it during my second pregnancy. Um, no, uh, I really am just, uh, I was shocked and disappointed that the standards were so low, mm-hmm. so infinitely low of uh, a perfectly abled, <laughs> normal man. You know, like, um, I was also frustrated that I had to fight this narrative again being continued by both men and women Mm -hmm. I would walk away to do something at a store and people would report you know when I came back oh I just want you to know your husband did a great job watching him (laughs) or he was doing good with her I'm like that's his baby (laughs) and again it's the implication is it's my responsibility 
whether or not the baby is with the other parent. Right. If something happened to that baby, that was my fault for leaving the baby with my husband. Wow. Right. That's that the only reason insane. you would report to me that the, <laughs> that he did an okay job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a or that I should somehow. Also, the implication is that I should somehow feel thankful that he was able to watch the baby while I get this shop for baby items. Shut right? up. Get out. Picked out, get out. Models, follow this list that I had created. Um, I don't under, I just, it was mind boggling that this consistent narrative that men can watch their own children. It's not their responsibility. They can right. do you a favor. Yeah. And I'm always shocked that people feel so comfortable in that ignorance. <laughs> right yes. that it's not crazy. only do you think that that you share it so freely because it's a it, it's the world view and you assume mm-hmm. that i agree with you mm-hmm. you assume that i believe that too yeah but it starts long before kids because in the marriage question was always well you know what do you cook for him and there's a judgment on a household if there's a judgment on a household it's a woman's judgment mm. because she keeps the household Though in both cases, the male is also present and also capable. Now the feedback I get often as well, men are expected to take out the trash and wash the cars. That's, that was a big thing. Like, well, there are some duties that are assigned to men, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hear them name much after, like, trash and washing cars. And really, <laughs> and I call BS on that response. Mm-hmm. I call BS on that response. Mm-hmm. Three weeks with a newborn is equal to a lifetime of washing cars. Yes. For me, three weeks with a newborn <laughs> is equal to taking out trash for the city of Atlanta for the month of December. Right. Especially those poopy disaster diapers. Oh, my right. God. I said, actually, for a new mom, car washing sounds pleasant. <laughs> You're getting fresh for air. You yes. can play whatever music you want. You let no one's hanging water from your body. You're not your face. going through any physical changes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not equal. I'm sorry. And but what I advocate for and think is realistic, given that people are getting married much later, mm-hmm. is that everyone be willing to do the same task they did when they were single. I didn't get married till yes. I was 29 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been on my own since I was 17. That mm-hmm. means I was taking out the trash for 12 years yes. <laughs> yes. prior to a marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with taking out the trash. Um, but th- mostly my husband takes out the trash because that's the responsibility that he fell into. Because mm-hmm. hell, I'm five feet. 115 pounds and sometimes it's heavy (laughs) it's also your responsibility to put all the high dishes up because Mm. you're six feet and i'm five feet right because you're a woman i mean i'm a woman and you're a man it's just i don't have any problem doing things that people are good at yeah right i agree with that but it's the expectation that one person has to do this and the responsibilities are way they're more numerous for women so I think that naming like, well, these are generally roles that men have to do when it's, you know, gender oriented. One, I don't think that they're, they're executing them to the same level because it's 2019. Right. So right. no one's asking you to actually put oil in the car. Most people are taking it somewhere yeah, to get it done because of no how the cars are set up. So, right. They, they, no they one can't saying do that you should build the house. Okay. I don't know. Most men actually building the house actually, you know cutting firewood for their uh <laughs> they, their don't even, they don't even it's, know what their tools are talking about so exactly you cook and then when a woman says can you build a house and then they're like well that's not the same thing well well then what are, what are we talking about here do you know what a exactly. socket wrench is do you know what a screwdriver is do you know what goes where and it's, it's just fool it's foolishness and like you said whoever has the best role like my my boyfriend he he cooks better than me. I'm okay to say that publicly on air. He cooks better <laughs> than me, and I had a suffer. But I was like down and out. Maybe like two months ago, I was crying about it because I was like, I should be as the woman. I should be cooking more. <laughs> and he was like, Babe, I I like to cook, and it, you know, and I'm stronger. I'm stronger in this area area. And then we had a talk about it. And, and I was like, well, I kind of feel nervous. I was like, I feel nervous cooking for you. And so we came out with a plan that on Sundays I'll cook a new meal to make me mm. feel more comfortable. Because like you said, we talk about singledom, right? I have been single for a long time. And like, like you, I've been gone out of the house since I was 18. Now I'm in my thirties. So this is a long time of me doing tonight stuff. <laughs> right on my right. own and my son is a picky eater so what I would cook 
I would make, you know, he's just going to eat hot dogs and some little vegetables over there. And then I can make my meal. So it's just a big transition for having this long span of time of me mm-hmm. being on my own. So it's just like I, I'm learning a new role. And so, like you said, let people work in their strengths. You know, mm-hmm. because one of the guys uh, and I'll get to that later, somebody who uh, commented on my page about your blog uh, coming to the finances and he assumed off your article. Um, well, she ain't say nothing about him paying the bills and blah, 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 blah. And it's like you don't know their financial situation based off of this article. You don't know what she paying and what he's paying and how they divvy up their bills. But we'll get into that. <laughs> so, yeah. My next question, what if, uh, what was the top, what was the top three worst advice you were given before you got married? The worst. Top three pieces of word, the worst advice. I think the worst advice was really just a lot about focusing on keeping my man, mm-hmm. um, ranging from efforts to making sure he doesn't cheat. Mm-hmm. As if I could do that. Um, <laughs> things like, well, when he leaves the house, you need to go with him. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're, you know, make sure you're showing up everywhere he's showing up. Um, to executing all wifely duties perfectly. Mm. Um, because that essentially means, you know, spend your time trying to live up to everyone's expectations of you instead of spending your time concentrating on actual happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's much around like this picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I really hate this idea of creating a picture for everyone else to be happy with versus maintaining your reality. Mm. Um, yeah. And that and that being a perfect wife uh, is not sustainable. It's not sustainable to pretend to be someone outside of yourself for your entire life. Wow. You what you got to say, Tara? You was like, mm-hmm, mm, breathing deep into the mic. What? <laughs> I, I want to say I'm honored to be here. Dr. Toya, thank you for all your information that you're sharing with us and taking time to blog. Um, I, as a married woman, I felt that way, that I had to do all this. As a matter of fact, I heard um, what you won't do, Sally Sue will. And in my naive, I was like, who is Sally Sue? Anyone <laughs> out there that'll do those extra things. And you have to stay close to them so nobody else can get to them. And in that, you lose who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then there's a lot of lost men and women because I'm not sure what men are being told. Mm. In, in this, I'm, I'm not sure if they're saying these are the roles and responsibilities of a father. But as a mother, I'm like, I, I have to be with him and attach myself to him. What is it that is good for me? Mm-hmm. Because when you build yourself up, you can add value to him. Yeah, absolutely. And when it when you're thriving. Up. Right. And that happiness, a lot of people, even at a young age, we're, we're trying to build these little cookie cutter kids. You know, you're going to be good. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be this. And they grow up to bigger little kids. That's all they are. Yeah. We're considered adults, but there is so much responsibility that comes with that. And so we assume this wife and father role or husband role and then it's we're lost Mm -hmm. it's two lost people coming together and we don't really know or haven't even had the conversations these conversations are sparking people's interest these podcasts are bringing young people to the table and they're having real conversations as opposed to leave we might want to educate them to stay yeah build healthy relationships and healthy relationships mean a healthy husband and, and a, a healthy, healthy wife, wife coming together to be one. Yeah. And I, and I like mm-hmm. when you guys both said, you know, these, this advice was giving you that you got to do X, Y, and Z to keep your man. And I remember my mom, my mom never married. She wanted to, but one of the advice that she said was it don't matter what tricks and dips mm-hmm. that you do in that bedroom, that you driving your crazy yourself crazy to do that you think you're going to keep a man if he wants to leave he's going to leave and if he wants to cheat he's going to cheat you can't stop it because you could be doing every position and the woman he cheating with only do missionary and now you're Saudi (laughs) because (laughs) you know you left so you don't have to basically I, I hear in those in those advices and I've heard it too from other women that you know you got to do this. You're whoring yourself out 
you know, you're whoring wow. out your body, even within the marriage, mm-hmm. you're whoring out your uh-huh. t- whoring out your time and uh, and time. You can't get it back. And, and it is there is no guarantee because humans are humans. There's going to be conflict. There's going how you resolve that conflict. You it is not going to always be resolved with the sexual aspect that is sold to young women to say you got to do this. And now we're living in the era, Doctor Toya, where you got the young women that I don't even think half of these girls are into bisexualism, but I feel like they feel that that's what they got to do to stay. Up with the man and earlier in the show we talked about this idea of well at least you got a man or as my mom used to say from this song Whoa. i want to say it's a Re- roberta flack song but it was like just as long as you got a piece of a man and it's like i don't, uh, want, I don't want no peace i'm sad I, uh-huh. I, I want the whole i need you to be whole mentally mm-hmm. physically and spiritually and ensure when i am weak aware uh, uh, this is one of my prayers that i say Help where I where he is where he is weak. Help me to be strong for him, and let mm-hmm. me help him build him up where he is torn down, and him vice versa. Right. This is a as an mm-hmm. actual prayer that I say out of my mouth from from my mouth to God's ears. And so I think we need to you know like Terry said, continue to have these conversations, and we share this within our networks and share it with other young ladies um, to build them up so they can be stronger and let them know you don't have to do all of that. Do what you do that makes you your best person. And that will bring right. out the best person in, also in your spouse. If he sees yeah, I'm pretty sure that you and your husband, I would, based on what I saw is a power couple. I'm pretty sure you're not married to no bum. And I, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he can see this based off the accolades that you named to me. He can look at you and like, my wife is doing it. This is inspired me to go reach my dreams or my wife is in the creative writing and she wrote this blog. And with the, let me tap into something that I was into that, you know, it, you mm-hmm. know, power. What is it? The energy y'all feeding off of the energy of each other to keep pressing forward. So I think that's that's great that we did talk about the worst advice you get so we can. So we can combat, combat it to say, hey, no, this, this is no, this is a no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What was the top three best advice you were given before marriage? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) I cannot recall any good advice. (laughs) Right. But I'll say there are two things that stand out for me. One, my mom told me maybe in high school. When I was, you know, dating or I've always been like before marriage, uh, they call a serial monogamous, like (laughs) very long term relationships, even when I was a child, you know, basically 14, 15 years old. Um, And she was like, "Um, these little boys want to have sex with these little girls and you should let them. If your boyfriend wants to have sex with one of these little girls, you should let them. And as a kid, I'm like, well, what? that's weird. But as an adult, you understand. I think that I think that it's the really the under or the the idea is you. There's nothing you can do or can't do, right? Yeah. That's going to control somebody else's action. Exactly. <laughs> that is so no funny. matter <laughs> right. It directly relates to what you're saying about in the bedroom. There's no if you get an A plus plus in the bedroom, <laughs> anything that the your partner wants to do or your husband or boyfriend, whatever, still going to happen because that's a very A lot of things are very personal. Insecurities are personal that you can't control that just by being with someone Mm -hmm. and trying to fill that gap and then sexual things and money and nothing else will fill it up. Yeah. That's, that's some self-work that they got. They have to do. Right. And your, your mother was right. uh, Oh, go ahead. You were about to say something. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and I was going to say, and recently someone told me that their mother told them not to start anything they weren't willing to do for the rest of their lives. And that hit me hard. Because mm-hmm. if you don't want to do all the laundry, don't do all the laundry. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do all the cooking, don't do all the cooking. Because later it's going to be confusing when you all of a sudden are fed up. Mm-hmm. And I've met or known, again, many older women who did it for 20, 30 years before <laughs> they were like, I can't take this anymore. I'm and I'm up. like, <laughs> right. You know, and even if it's not pushed by the opposite person, because it's something that's pushed by the world, Mm -hmm. you might enact those things, you know, in an engagement or in, you know, when you're a girlfriend, boyfriend, or when you first get married. And I had to say, oh, this is crazy. Let me stop doing this year one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I at least stopped it year one, but that was already, you know, yeah. too long to be doing something that just, again, wasn't sustainable, trying to reach this height of perfection you that ba- is not really even your picture, your own picture. You basically set a precedent and it's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, two things that you just said so many great things. Two things. One, your mother. Excellent advice. Same thing happened to me in high school. The, the boy I was in love with was end up going with the with a girl who was putting out. And my mama said, <laughs> my mama said, let him. That, she said, that's, I'm not going to say that on here. But she was like, let him. That's what they do. This particular race of people. Uh, she was like, let oh, him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and she was like, let them. That's what they do. But the good thing about that was he, although he was sleeping with her and I wasn't doing those things, it was he, I who he spent the good time with and bought the nice things for and I didn't have to do those things so I was like right. well I guess that makes sense and also these things that you said this these precedents that we set if you're not willing to do them and that brings me to the TI and Tiny the talk that they had on Red Table Talk did you watch that yeah it was it was <laughs> wait a minute what was that what was that yeah about were you sad as I was were you? Oh, yeah, I think I was sad. I, I was, don't know. I have mixed emotions. Yes. Hard to watch. It, it was very hard to watch. It, it was painful. And I was glad that Gam and Jada were there to kind of support Tiny. I felt like their being there kind of helped her speak up as and she never would have. But they, 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 they too spoke on the precedent that was set. She was so accommodating to him at the beginning that when mm-hmm. she finally decided, it was like, well, I have a voice. It was, he was like, whoa there, shoddy. You can cut mm-hmm. all of that out. And so, like you said, you, she was doing that in year one, two, three, four, five, And by the time time she got to the seven year itch of I don't want to do that. He's like, wait a minute. Whoa, Uh you 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 set tripping and he's going to act out because like you said, and I don't I can't say. And it's so hard to say that because we also we also tell women at any time right with you sex at any time during sex if you say stop they should stop right and i don't think that uh-huh. just falls for sex that falls for anything at any time in this relationship i say stop or i don't want to do that that should be honored but the fact uh-huh. that it's not honored as we can see because he's having a heart he's having a a, tam, a a tantrum a mantrum about well you were this way and now you're not so now i'm going to act out against you because of it <laughs> Mantrum is such a good word for what happened to, <laughs> yeah. for what I saw. Yeah. It, it exactly was. And, and it, it was, like you said, it was painful to watch. Dr. Toy, you're going to have to come back and we're going to have to talk about that whole episode. Yeah. So, oh, so I, I'd be, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> we we can do that. We'll, I'm going to try to do a, like a love series in, in February and we can talk about the good okay. side of love and the ugly side of love. Um, but moving right along, um, what advice would you give to a, a single advice that would you give to a young woman today before she got married? Mm, that's, that's, you know, situations are so different, so mm. it's hard for me to give well one thing my friends will tell you is I don't give advice okay. because I generally don't think people take it and use it and I don't personally uh, take advice that much okay. but I would say <laughs> a common idea that I think exists that is ultimately that you should sacrifice yourself for your marriage and or children mm-hmm. um, and I think that w- and again this is something that women fight themselves about I think that they just should know that you're at your best for everyone when you're happier. Yes. And I, I don't believe and also don't believe for people who are single that you can start living your life when you get married or when you have children. I hear a lot of people say like, well, when I get married, I'll, you know, all the following things or when I have children and it just feels like someone holding their breath. Mm-hmm. till these things happen and then they can release it. But that's another that's just another phase in life not the beginning of life right i feel like so many women are just holding their breath and then mm-hmm. they finally exhale and start to live when they get married but i think it's about um it's just a lot of pressure and it, it's too much pressure on your spouse to think that they are the beginning of your life and there's so many expectations uh of this person to make your life mm-hmm. but i would say that you make your life mm-hmm. 
and that a relationship that is healthy involves two very whole people mm-hmm. deciding to be together. Deci- and it, it is a decision. It's definitely a decision. And that's what, young ladies, if you're out there listening, know that you have self-autonomy. You have the mm-hmm. ability to go forth to go backwards, to stop, to move forward. And like she said, be, be, be whole on your own travel, mm-hmm. take that trip, hang out, you know, get pretty for yourself. Not to just say, Oh, I'm yeah. going to go pull this man. Like if you want to, you know, have some nice eyebrows and nice outfit. And when, and I hate when people say, who you dressed up for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and do that. Yeah. Um, since men, um, aren't really giving advice to keep their woman, their women, right, in marriage. What do you think are some ideas that men should, you know, just like we're giving, y'all need to do this to keep your man. What advice do you think men should get to keep their woman? Well, I think from birth, it would be helpful to teach boys and girls that men and women are equal, mm-hmm. um, that women are not commodities. And that relationship should not be transactional. Meaning, I think the message now is you bring money, I bring sex. Ooh. And I can, and I can, you know, take care of your household or uh, be a wound for your children um, is the current, you know, that, that makes people like things. And I think that we have to teach the opposite. And there are so many people who I think, um, you know, I give this, you give this. We are raising men to believe that their value is in their paycheck. Yes. And women to believe that their value is in their looks or their sexual prowess. Yes. And I think it create. I think that ultimate thought that women are helpless is what breeds this, um, this type of relationship, right? Even that you saw on TI and Tiny. It's like, if you think, if you grew up thinking my job is to make money, fully take care of women, mm-hmm. then you have this idea that they cannot help themselves. They cannot take care of themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But then that you're raising women to believe the same thing. I can't take care of myself, which is why I have to do everything in my power to just get this man. <laughs> and that's what creates an inequitable and transact uh, and transactional relationship. I think the objective instead is for people in relationships to build a life together yes. and give equally. And I think um, also this narrative of commodification, like I'll get rid of this sex object and just get another one. Yes. is leaving a lot of men confused in a new era where women are also able to take the same approach. Yes. Oh, uh, next one come 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I no longer yeah. like the money you make. I've been introduced to this other type of money. I'm going to get him. Yeah. So, and now they're like, wait, what? We choosing, not you choosing. Yeah. No, everybody's choosing. Yeah. And now you, <laughs> so, got the, now you got the city girls versus the city boys. And I just right. think the whole idea of it is, <laughs> I, I use this word, I keep using it today, toxic. Because what are yeah. what are we what are we teaching each other? What what does the future look like if if that's what we're um, washing around? And it's going right. to in this in this continu- continuous uh, cycle. So you're ab- I like what you said. Um, teaching the young men and young ladies that they are equal and that we are that we are both not commodities and it is not transactional that is perfect i seal it with a kiss that that (laughs) is it um so moving on we're gonna wrap this up soon dr toy i could just talk to you for hours but i know that i know the society we live in people have short attention spans but uh, one of my followers made the following comment about your blog and it literally pissed me off to the highest (laughs) he said what goes on inside of a home should be a two-way street I mean, well, duh. Um, she said nothing. <laughs> he said this. She said, and he's talking about you, girl. She said nothing about finances. Who does the yard work, house maintenance, etc. In the dating scene, I have come across a lot of women who don't want to do absolutely nothing. It's to the point where they don't even want to work. Expect me to carry their past future financial burdens and care for their kids. That's not biologically mine. It's what they say is a quote unquote provider. That's what he said, girl, about what you said. Mm-hmm. What do you what say you to that? I see why you were pissed. That's that's what I say. I'm sorry. Yeah, you I were pissed too. Yeah, I was pissed. I couldn't hold that one in. Sorry, Dr. Toya. Yeah. yeah, that kind of. It pissed me off. It pissed me off. But what are your thoughts? And I'll tell you what mine were. Obviously, you know. <laughs> well, 
And I'll say it doesn't piss me off. It doesn't affect me at all because um, it's almost like, who is this woman? Right, that you're very specifically describing. Or yes. who are these women? And what is it, if you're claiming that there's multiple women you met that have all of these children that are not yours and <laughs> want, don't work and don't do anything and want you to fully provide for them and be this good man to them, what is it about you that's attracting these women? Come on, tell us. <laughs> because right. you're, you're looking for that. But, you know, and I don't want to, you know, attack this person. But I'd say... I don't agree with that. I think that um, I did actually comment on the specific topics he brought up by saying that it should be a partnership. Partnership means both people contribute equally. So there was no comment at at no point did I say, I want my husband to do more, more, more. Mm -hmm. And and actually, I want to do less. I think partnership means both people are giving 100%. There's no room for either person to contribute minimally. This is why it looks like this is why I think that both roles need to be redefined, because I think that both women can be. I think that both men and women can be providers. And I would argue that the number of single women that have raised happy, well-adjusted children highlights this, Mm -hmm. that you're not necessarily needed. You're 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 an addition, (laughs) a welcomed addition. But a man can raise children and they can turn out to be great children. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, people die every day and are left widowers and, you know, widows, et cetera. And they go on to raise healthy, productive people and have these households. So we know that both men and women are capable of taking care of children. Absolutely. We we all saw Full House. Right. Come on, but Danny the Tanner. Expectation, Come on. The <laughs> expectation that you don't have to do that. So the cult current roles indicate that. They indicate both a deficit in men and women mm-hmm. that makes them dependent on each other. Yes. So they're not choosing on each other. They're depending on each other. Mm-hmm. I'm dependent on you to cook, clean, iron, raise the kids, et cetera. And you're dependent on me to uh, pay the bills, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just not reality. Women dependent on men for money and really survival mm-hmm. and men dependent on women to raise children and make a home, you know, quote unquote, for them, meaning feeding, clothing, et cetera. I'm arguing that we I'm arguing that we eliminate the dependencies. Yes. And again, come as whole people who complement each other. Yes. And if you if, if cleaning is not your ministry, then you don't need to be on the cleaning committee. Right. And if cooking is not your ministry, don't be on the cooking committee. Just <laughs> come on. Come on, people. Our strengths and our weaknesses. Again, build you up where you're torn down, strengthen you where you're weak. And then that's that's when we get two whole people coming together and they rocking out like rock stars. I love it, Dr. Toya. Yeah. Uh, Will and Jada stop calling their commitment to one another a marriage and now refer to their union as a partnership. And I want to mm-hmm. end it on this. It says, if... It's a life partnership in the sense that this is Jada. It's a life partnership in the sense that we've created a foundation together that we know this is for a lifetime. And I want to end it on that note because I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, what mm-hmm. are, What are your closing thoughts, Dr. Toya, to wrap up this conversation of I don't want a husband because I don't want to be a wife? I think that there are many people who still believe in these roles um, 100%. And I think that's fine as long as people, all people, all those people find each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the women that believe that or think that they believe that, I think a lot of us have been taught that it's important not to complain and suffer in silence mm-hmm. because one, that stuff is private. And two, um, because the same way you were chosen, you might be traded in. So I think that, we definitely have to enact behavior um, that is the picture that we want our lives to be, that reflects the picture that we want our lives to be and not this given definition of perfection or picture of perfection. Um, and women, I would just really urge you to define that picture based on, you know, what makes you happy and not the belief that a wife's role is to completely sacrifice herself to be in service to her family, um, many times making her feel like the slave of the house. Um, and the sole expectation of men should not be someone who just provides money because they're capable of much more than that. So for men who felt like this article was an attack, it was really for me, uplifting men, um, beyond the stereotype that they're good for nothing when it comes to 
of being a member of the household and raising kids, yes. that they can't take the kids out, that they can't take care of their own kids, that they would burn down the house if they attempted to cook. <laughs> Actually, I believe that men are much more capable than we have given them credit for and that we should demand that they act according to those capabilities. That they walk into their greatness. Thank you, Dr. Toya. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Terry, what, do you, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about this talk today? I feel empowered. Um, That's it, great. It, I really do. As um, a divorced woman looking for relationships, um, I'll definitely have a conversation mm -hmm. um, and see where their head is and let them know where mine is without being afraid. And that's it. Operate in fear. I love, as my pastor used to say, you Toya, you hoped somebody today. You just didn't help somebody. <laughs> you hoped somebody today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I asked my Facebook uh, followers to name three things that they felt made a solid partnership, and I just wanted to share a few. Keisha says, honesty, communication, and trust. Amina says, respect, integrity, and trust. I think those are the same. Angie Brand said, mutual benefit. And I thought that that was great. Um, but mm -hmm. then I also kind of feel like maybe the com commodity thing, but not the, at the same. I don't think so. I, I like that she said mutual benefit because we both mm -hmm. need to get a benefit out of being with each other. And that really stood out for me. Uh, she said mutual benefit, honesty, and under e understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses. I thought that that was really that that right there was a winning ticket for me. Um Whitney says willingness to learn, willingness to trust, and willingness to communicate. I say willingness because every person has the ability, but not everyone is flexible or willing to do those things. The word of the day is willingness. Uh, <laughs> again, we want to thank our season sponsor, BBE Lifestyle Brand. BBE specializes in public relations, artist management, artist development, project promotion, event planning, and media placement, connecting you to the right people in the right way. We are a brand. BBE is, we are more than a brand. BBE is a lifestyle. Again, special thanks to today's show sponsor, Charlize, a.k.a. Terry Orr, who's in the studio with us today. You heard me calling her Terry because that's where I feel most comfortable calling her. And also to the strong, hired black and work man, Amos Williams, your contributions are greatly appreciated and needed. And today, Dr. Toya, in true Tanae Talks fashion, at the end of my show, this is your moment to give your shout-outs. So go ahead and give your shout-outs, boo. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a moment for shout-outs. I'm so unprepared. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> Um, like you said at the beginning, I'm a proud Rattler, so shout out to my institution, FAMU, uh, where I curated lots of these thoughts and um, abilities. Um, just my friends and family and everyone who listened and commented on the article, thank you so much. Of course, my husband and kids, as, as they were just thrown into this discussion, uh, thanks for bearing <laughs> with me. Yeah. Um, and happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Terry, give out your shout outs. Oh, my goodness. I have to give a shout out and thank God for being here. It is truly an experience beyond. Um, I thank God for both of you ladies uh, without your knowledge and wisdom. I, I, I don't know where I would be. I might still be single. And <laughs> of always, always, always giving a shout out to my family, my um, children. They are wonderful and they keep me. And Flint. I'm a Flintstone from Flint Town, from Flint Home, homegrown. But um, <laughs> there may be transitions. <laughs> so that's my shout out. And I just want to give a shout out to you, Dr. Toya. Thank you. You didn't know me from a can of paint. And I reached out to you to be on my show. And you so graciously accepted. I was really moved and touched by the words that you put on that Black Moms blog. Uh, also, shout out to the creator of the Black Moms blog to put out a space Absolutely. Uh, for us to have the opportunity to uh, spark these kinds of dialogues and conversations that are helpful to us and uh, making us just better human beings all around. So if you guys, guys get a chance, follow at Black Moms Blog on Instagram and on Twitter. And also make sure you go to www.blackmomsblog.com where you can also read in its entirety Dr. Toya's article, which I'll also have posted in the show notes, get her those hits, and maybe she 
might get a, a little a book deal to talk about this and that this show that she's on today talk today may be the catalyst for her to be featured on other shows to talk about her experience and her expertise because I think she is phenomenal and, and she and she knows what she's talking about she's just not talking out the side of her neck shout out to my partner in this thing that I'm doing called Live Terrence uh, shout out to AJ who is sitting so patiently in the lobby I think he just uh, um Got himself invited as a guest on a show <laughs> of another podcast. Yes. <laughs> only my son. Only AJ. So shout out to him. And also shout out to all my listeners out there. Remember, Tanae talks and you listen. Yo. It's Tanae Talks. We're going to talk about it. Right? Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today's talks.